0: Surprise surprise. surprise, surprise! Surprise,
1: surprise! Well, hello everyone. Yo! Um, you probably thought you won't see us again.
0: <laughs> it's been a while, again. It's been a different year. Yeah. can't believe we are in
1: 2024. Yeah, new year, new podcast. Um, New haircut. um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't have anything. I don't have a new haircut. Um, But yeah, how you can see from the title, it's New Year and New Dilemmas. This time we don't have Prosecco because we just didn't realize we don't have Prosecco. But we have wine, (coughs) rosé. I'm not sponsored by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, so we're drinking rose. Um, it's pretty tasty looking. Yeah. It. How have you been, Leona, before we get into it? I mean, so far, start of 2024
0: has not been too bad. Been to the gym three times this week. Yeah. Kudos to myself. Pat on the back. So yeah, doing good, starting off good. What about you?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I started the year sick. Uh, I was back in Bulgaria. And that was the end of my um, holiday there. Yeah. Uh, I caught this, like, really nasty virus for my family. Um, so, yeah, when I came back, I, that was literally, like, two days before New Year's. So, when I came back, I was sick. I was sick on New Year's. And even now, my voice is still a bit... Sounds a bit, you know, new year, new voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm fine and, you know, I'm excited for the year. I have a lot of plans and I really, really want to keep doing this podcast more regularly. Yeah. Not one episode every six months. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, this is kind of the second part of Prosecco and Dilemmas. But last time we spoke about, I mean, we discussed... Um, some um dilemmas to do with friendships and relationships that i found on reddit um whereas this time this is more psychological dilemmas or more like um psychological experiments i found it really interesting so i hope you guys uh, find them interesting as well you obviously haven't seen anything yep nothing at all yeah so you'll be my test experiment today um because i I mean, in order to prepare what we're going to do, I had to do a lot of those things to check them. Uh, And it's really interesting because there's this website where you have different experiments. And um, so you answer questions Mm -hmm. and then the website calls you out on stuff. Like, for example, oh, so previously you answered this, but now you're going against what you said before. But it's really difficult because it's... um, it's different situations, and in one situation, because mm-hmm. it asks you first. For example, are you are you this, and you say yes or no. And if you've said yes, then it asks you. In any case, it doesn't matter if you've said if you've said yes or no. Yeah. It asks you after that uh, situational questions, and often in life, depending on what the circumstances are, s- certain things can be okay to do or not. But then the basically this website it shows you that things are not black and white which i you know we all know yeah but it's interesting so. yeah so you you know you can say oh you know i'm a pacifist for example but then you might go against your nature in certain situations because that's what's let's say morally okay to do or yeah i don't know if, it, yeah, if it's, it's
0: circumstantial yeah. it's just completely circumstantial which yeah that's pretty much what life is so I mean, it sounds very detailed.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And again, we all know that, but it's interesting to see it in the sense of when you're put in different situations. Um, So, yeah. Um, Yeah. So should we just start with it?
0: Yeah, let's go. Let's do this.
1: Okay, so the first one... It's actually called Heinz's Dile- Dilemma.
0: Um, like Heinz
1: beans? Yeah. Okay. But, yeah, <laughs> I just think sure. the same <laughs> Um Yeah, I have a little bit about this here. So basically, Heinz's Dilemma is a thought experiment presented by the Swiss psychologist Lawrence Kohlberg as part of his theory of moral development. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Kohlberg introduced this hypothetical scenario to investigate individuals' moral reasoning and ethical decision-making. Uh, and that's what I was kind of trying to say, depending on circumstances, you might take different uh, yeah, ethical decisions.
0: Yeah, have a bit uh, of a different
1: moral compass. Yeah, yeah, doesn't matter what type of person you are, sometimes you might go against that. Uh, so Heinz's Dilemma is often used in the context of studying moral development, particularly in the stages of moral reasoning. Um, and there is a a scenario uh, which involves a man, uh, actually, the man in the scenario is Heinz, yeah. but the person who's kind of developed this dilemma is the psychologist so yeah. Heinz is actually not a real person from what i know Ah, i see yeah, 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 okay. yeah that makes sense yeah. yeah so the scenario involves a man named Heinz whose wife is dying of a special kind of cancer and there was only one medicine that the doctor thought might cure her but it was an advanced formula that a pharmaceutical company had recently discovered mm-hmm um and this drug was extremely costly to produce due to the high cost equipment and singular production techniques um and on top of that the company was selling the drug at a price tenfold the production cost um that's kind of like yeah yeah uh, a bit of an overview but what i'm going to do is just read the actual um dilemma um, and then I'll read you a few answers, and you have to choose one depending on what you think it's what you think is right for um, Heinz to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that is the central question of Heinz's dilemma: whether or not Heinz should steal the drug to save his uh, wife's life. Um, and also, people normally are asked after they answer to justify why they've given that answer. Okay. Um, a woman was on her dead That's his wife. Mm-hmm. There was one drug that the doctor said would save her. It was a form of radium that a druggist in the same town had recently discovered. Mm-hmm. The drug was expensive to make, but the druggist was charging 10 times what the drug cost, cost him uh, to produce. He paid... $200 for the radium and charged $2,000 for a small dose of the drug. The sick woman's husband, Heinz, mm-hmm. went to everyone he knew to borrow the money, but he could only get together about $1,000, which is half of what the medicine costs. Um, he told the druggist that his wife was dying and asked him to sell, sell it cheaper or let him pay later, but the druggist said no. I discovered the drug, and I'm going to make money from it. So Heinz got desperate and broke into the man's laboratory to steal the drug for his wife. Mm-hmm. Should Heinz have broken into the laboratory to steal the drug for his wife? Why or why not? Do you prefer to say um, what you think, or do you want me to read you what are kind of possible answers, and you can choose one?
0: Hmm. I might go for my own opinion first. Okay. Just because I don't want to be swayed by the options that are there. <coughs> I, I personally, I would have, I would have agreed with Heinz to break in and steal the drug. Like,
1: the reason why... But forget that he did it. Forget What that do he, you think? What do you think should do in the situation? She should have of? done, yeah. You can still say he, he has to steal it, but... Yeah. Imagine... He's sitting there and he's like, Oh, what should I do in this case? I don't have enough money. My wife is dying. Mm,
0: Okay, it's a lot more of an open question
1: than that. Let's see.
0: Um, I mean, my first resort would be if there's anything that he could have sold to try and make up the other thousand dollars. He doesn't.
1: That's the situation. That's all. That's the situation. Yeah.
0: Then if that's the case, then he's very limited. I would say, to go in and steal the drug. Because, like, I understand, obviously, for the um, for the person that made the actual drug that they want to be able to make profit, it probably took them a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of resources, and they need to make a dividend and make money back on that. But if someone's dying, and especially if it's, like, your loved one, love or, like, your emotions end up taking over sometimes and you you're you feel a bit trapped like what to do and you just kind of do a split decision if I wasn't if I was him I would have I would have stolen it just to save my wife's life you know like I don't I don't see it any other way <laughs>
1: okay. well now I will read you the answers anyway because by what answer you give then I I can tell you a bit more about your uh, what would they, what do they call it? The, your moral development stage, because they're different stages. That's why they're like um, some answers. So, yeah. you, so um, first one is Heinz should not steal the drug because he will be put, uh, he will be put to prison for his crime. Two, Heinz should steal the drug because he would feel great, uh, gratified and happier. Three. Heinz should steal the drug because he is a good husband and it's expected of him to do so by his wife. Four. Heinz should steal the drug, but be incarcerated Mm -hmm. because he broke the law. Heinz should steal. That's five. Um, Heinz should steal the drug because saving a life is more important than breaking the law. Six. Heinz should steal the drug but not be incarcerated because the law would be unjust if it penalized an individual for saving a life. If you only can have a look and choose Yeah, because that's,
0: that's quite a lot. I mean, my... My gut Instinct says number six, time should steal the drug but not be incarcerated because the law would be unjust if it penalised an individual for saving a life. Okay,
1: let's see what it says about six. So six says, you're probably at the post-conventional level of moral development, which is stage six. You are focused on universal human rights you feel that all individuals deserve to afford the drug and be safe regardless of their wealth. Mm-hmm. You're one of those who would have challenged slavery even when the law allowed it. Few people reach this level. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, that's, that's what it says. pretty high um. up there, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> You're very morally developed. Very nice. Yeah, well yeah, I just want to start with this one because I find it found it interesting. Um and I thought, let me see what, what you would think. I, I honestly don't remember what I answered, but let me just have a quick look. Yeah, now based off of how you're feeling now. I think I think at the time I answered five, which is Heinz should steal the drug because saving a life is more important than breaking the law. I think that's what I said. Mm. And what does it say about um five? Uh, it says you're probably at the at the post conventional level of moral development, stage five, you believe that laws are basically social contracts that should not be rigid in the face of certain areas mm-hmm. such as saving a life. While laws might exist for the greater good, there are times that they will still work against the interest of certain individuals. Saving a life is definitely more important than breaking the law yeah that's now oh, I remember that's why I answered. Yeah. Okay. And now I'm going to go to the um, philosophy experiments. Um, And the first one, it's called the trolley problem. The trolley problem is kind of like again, again, the name of a type of psychological uh, experiment. But basically... uh, Yeah, so it says the trolley problem is a series of thought experiments in ethics and psychology involving styli... I
0: can't talk. There we go. Stylized.
1: Oh, there we go. Stylized ethical dilemmas of whether to sacrifice one person to save a larger number. I don't know if you've heard Mm -hmm. about those kinds of... Because sometimes you have them. I've definitely done them. Maybe we've done them in school, or I don't know where you have, for example, oh yeah, there's one that's very uh, famous where you have a, on the road, you have a car. I don't remember exactly, but you have an old lady, uh, a child, Mm. and then a car with like four people and they're saying, who who, who would you save in that situation? Yeah, Yeah. I think I've heard of that. Yeah, it's like one of the popular ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so let me just go to the website. Um, should you kill the fat man? I did that one, I remember it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. Oh, some weird ads are popping up on top of the text, so how am I meant to read it now? So annoying. Look, and you can't remove it. That's a
0: bit rude.
1: Okay, do you want to read there? Yeah. Okay, let's do this.
0: Should You Kill the Fat Man? And this activity is a treatment of some of the issues thrown up by a thought experiment it's called the Trolley Problem, which was first outlined by the philosopher Philipp- Philippa Foot, and then developed by Judith Jarvis. Oh, well, some tongue twisters, you know.
1: Oh,
0: oh Judith, Judith Jarvis Thompson... Um, and others. But before we start properly, we need to ask you four preliminary questions so we get a sense of the way that you think about morality. There are no right or wrong answers, just select the option that most corresponds to your view.
1: To be honest, a lot of uh, those experiments on this website specifically are like that. They always start with a few preliminary questions to see the way you think, and then they they give you the different scenarios where... You have to answer, then it calls you out and stuff. So, yeah. Okay, so your first question is: Torture as a matter of principle is always morally wrong. Yes or no? Oh, um, wow. Starting off with a strong one. Don't think too much about just like, no, it's not. Okay. Question two. The morality of an action is determined by whether of oh, f- 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 the the ad again, but now it's gonna oh, so annoying. We can't we can't read it. <laughs> <laughs> oh technology! I don't know what to do. Can you not copy and paste it? What? Oh, just drag so it. Oh wow! I was just about to copy and paste it. and It disappeared. Okay, so the morality of an action is determined by whether compared to the other available options, it maximizes the sum total of happiness of all the people affected by it. Yes or yes. no? Yes. yes. Okay.
0: It is always and everywhere wrong to cause little <laughs> <Start> stepping. <with coughs> oh my god. This gosh.
1: didn't used to happen before. Oh, this is just going to waste our time. Technology, eh? Go away. <laughs> no, this is actually really annoying. If I've known this, can you do it? <laughs> if I've known this, I would have taken them out.
0: It is always and everywhere wrong to cause another person's death, Ooh. assuming they wish to stay alive. If this outcome is avoidable, it's always and everywhere wrong to cause another person's death. So yeah, really, yes, that's yeah. true. I
1: don't, I, I don't so basically, that. it's always wrong to cause someone's death yeah. when they want to live. Yeah. Question four. If you can save
0: our time with these adverts not popping up. That would be Honestly,
1: great. Honestly, <laughs> there are always issues. We've had a lot of issues. I mean, I had a lot of issues today with setting up this setup because I haven't done it in ages. And also I have a new laptop. So I had to set up everything from scratch and it wasn't working. It took me a few hours. And also you might wonder why we're not, like why we have this whole table and setup and we're not using it. Basically, because if we touch this table, which, you know, if we're sitting on the table and naturally you want to like use it. Also, if I'm using my laptop, all of that goes to the mics and it's like top, 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 which kind of happened in the previous podcast that we recorded on the table. That's why we have this whole setup here that's recording and we have (laughs) this bar (laughs) stool where we put her laptop to just like, um, obviously read the dilemmas
0: yeah reduce the amount of sound that's going to come from mm. the mics question four if you can save the lives of innocent people without reducing the sum total of happiness and without putting your own life at risk you are morally obliged to do so yes yes i agree
1: okay blah blah So you're done with the preliminary questions and let's continue to the scenario. So there will be four scenarios. They're kind of, from what I remember, they have similarities. Um, The ad is here. (laughs) Yeah, they have similarities, but um, also some changes to them. Okay, so yeah, four scenarios. Where? Oh, oh, that's fine. I can just read it. Yeah. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Um, you yeah, you now be presented with four different scenarios to test your moral intuitions against the answers you gave to the first four questions. So the first one is called the runaway runaway train. Um, the brakes of the train that Casey Jones is driving have just failed. There are five people on the track ahead of the train. There is no way that they can get off the track before the train hits them. The track has a siding leading off uh, to the right, and Casey can hit a button to direct the train onto it. Unfortunately, apologies. Unfortunately, there is one person stuck on the siding. Casey can turn the train, killing one person, or he can allow the train to continue onwards killing five people Uh, and the question is should he turn the train or should he allow it to keep going if if he turns one one person will be dead if he continues five people will be dead
0: turn it so the one
1: person gets it okay turn the train It says, interesting, your response that Casey Jones should divert the train is consistent with your belief that the measure of morality is the extent to which it maximizes the happiness of the greatest number of people. However, your answer does seem to be out of line with your claim that it is always wrong to cause another person's death more of this later. For now, let's see what you make of the scenario below. What am I meant to do? And you see what I mean? That like, is rough. Like, obviously... <laughs> yeah, because obviously every every person, if you ask them, do you think it's okay to kill someone if they don't want to be killed, will be no, yeah. unless you're a psycho. <laughs> yeah. But they're okay. Obviously, that... That will never happen. or It's the chance of this happening in real life. It's small. But there are, I guess, situations where you have to choose. And yeah. Wow. That's actually rough. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to read a uh, uh, scenario two, which is the fat man on the bridge? <laughs> quick, quick before the ad comes okay. up. Um,
0: <laughs> uh,
1: Marty Bakerman is on a
0: footbridge above the train tracks. He can see that the train approaching the bridge is out of control and that it is going to hit five people who are stuck on the track just past the bridge. The only way to stop the train is to drop a heavy weight onto its path. The only available heavy enough weight is a very fat man who is also watching the train from the footbridge. (laughs) Marty can push the fat man onto the track, into the path of the train, which will kill him but save five people already on the track... Or he can allow the train to continue on its way, which will mean that the five will die. Should he push the fat man onto the track or allow the train to continue? If what? <laughs> <laughs> you just see a fat man
1: and you're like, bye. Yeah, see ya, don't want to be here. <laughs> Definitely No, but isn't that like crazy? Poor man is sitting there watching the train. Yeah, he
0: probably loves trains. And yeah. then the next
1: thing he knows, he's, he's a part of the
0: train. Yeah. So
1: what do you think about this one?
0: I'll allow the contra- the train to continue. I'm not gonna push the man onto the track. I know it's like five people compared to one, but at the same time, he wasn't trapped in the first place. Yeah, exactly.
1: The the previous scenario is a bit different because yeah. Yeah, they
0: were they were both like trapped on the track. So like yeah, no, I'm not pushing I'm not pushing the fat was, man. Yeah, yeah.
1: No. Okay. Yeah. Allow the train to continue. Uh, Okay, so it says, previous research indicates, oh my god, (laughs) no, this ad, sorry, Sorry. Um, previous research indicates that most people agree with you that the fat man should not be thrown off the bridge. However, this view seems to be inconsistent with your earlier claim that there is a moral requirement to maximize the happiness of the greatest number of people. (laughs) This moral (laughs) principle would appear to require that you save five people, even if it is at the cost of one person's life. Indeed, this was probably your thinking when you stated that Casey Jones should they his train so that it only kills one person? Perhaps your response to the scenario below will make your thinking here clearer. <laughs> Let's see what How is the next one. Can it be? Okay, do you want me to read it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, can I read that word? Uh, scenario three, it's called the saboteur.
0: <laughs> saboteur.
1: <laughs> S- saboteur. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> saboteur? Because you never know sometimes with English words, okay, the saboteur. English is not my first language. Okay, so this scenario is identical to the preceding scenario, but with one crucial difference. This time, Marty Bakerman knows with absolute certainty that the fat man on the bridge is responsible for the failure of the train brakes. Upset by the train fare increases, he sabotaged the brakes with the intention of causing an accident. As before, the only way to stop the train and save the lives of the five people already on the track is to push the fat saboteur of the bridge into the path of the train. So, are you going to push him? Yeah, fat
0: man's got to go. Like, karma's hit him. In the form of a train. That's that's rough, man. Just oh my god.
1: <laughs> These questions are are something else. Okay, so it says, Many people will will agree with you that it is right to throw the saboteur off the bridge in order to save the lives of the five people stuck on the track. Moreover, this view is consistent with your earlier claim that there is a moral requirement to maximize the happiness of the greatest number of people. Mm-hmm. It is also worth noting that there is no contradiction between this view and your previous response that it would be wrong to throw an innocent fat man. Why, why do they keep saying that in front of the train? It seems like that thoughts about culpability enter into the moral calculus to explain the difference here mm-hmm. it is possible that similar thoughts about culpability will be part of how you think about the scenario below which is the fat man and the taking bomb oh okay this, this man <laughs> <It's> everyone. <laughs> So, the fat man, having avoided being thrown in front of the runaway train, has been arrested and is now in police custody. He states that he has hidden a nuclear device in in a major urban center, which has been primed to explode in 24 hours time. The following things are true. The bomb will explode in 24 hours. It will kill a million people if it explodes. If bomb disposal experts get to the bomb before it explodes, there is a chance it could be defused. The fat man cannot be tricked into revealing the location of the bomb, nor it is possible to appeal to his better nature, nor it is possible to persuade him that he was wrong to plant the bomb in the first place. If the fat man is tortured, then it is estimated there is a seventy-five percent chance that he will give up the bomb's place. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If the fat man does not reveal the location, the bomb will explode and a million people will die. There is no other way of finding out whether the bomb is uh, where the bomb is located. Should the fat man be tortured in the hope that he will reveal the location of the nuclear device? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, yes. There's a high enough probability. Uh, Okay. Your response that the fat man should be tortured is consistent with your view that torture is not always wrong. It also makes sense in terms of other responses you have given. For example, you think that the morality of an action is determined by the extent to which it maximizes the happiness of the greatest number of people. It is certainly possible to argue that torturing a fat man is justified in these terms if it prevents or there is good reason to think that it might prevent the detonation of a nuclear device. Also, on on at least one occasion you have responded that it would be right to end the life of one person to save the lives of some other greater number of people. It would be strange then if you did not think it might sometimes be right to torture a person if by doing so it is possible to save all those people whose lives would otherwise be lost in a nuclear explosion.
0: Yeah, I've, I've watched too much NCIS. Like, there's some times where you just gotta—you have to—you have to torture for the greater good, in my opinion.
1: Okay. Um. Mm, 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 mm. I'm just checking what it says. That's like a whole report. <laughs> the professional blah blah blah. There are a number of things there. Yeah, basically, there's like a whole report going more in depth about things like, oh, is it? Does the fact that it's a fat man makes difference, which (sighs) I
0: don't care I mean
1: (laughs) the way they've explained that literally one of the scenarios they said the only reason um it's an option to put I mean not the only reason but it's an option to push that man because he's fat enough to stop the train so yeah Yeah, it's the way the way they've worded things it's a bit Mm. off but obviously we to follow the examples we had to yeah we had to use those words sorry about this well what what do you think of of those experiments that you know the heinz dilemma um the fat man and the whole trolley experiment thing did you enjoy it (laughs) Honestly, the
0: one that stuck out, and I probably won't forget about, is the fat man. Like, there was a lot going on with him. It's, it's very interesting, like, how moral compasses work. Obviously, everyone's kind of subject to their own opinions about things. But when you're kind of put in a situation to think about what decision you would make in that split second... That's tough, because I mean, well, in general, life is quite complicated. Nothing, and it's something that continuously. I mean, I can say for the both of us that we learn that life is definitely not black and white. There are so many ifs, buts, maybes, different circumstances, circumstances, different consequences to the actions, the thoughts, and the decisions that we make. So actually thinking about all of those things in experiments, situation or like environment, it kind of makes you think like, what what are my morals? Do they get revisited?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we all, if if we are in a normal situation, we have our more morals and things that we would never do. But when you're put in a kind of life and death situation or very extreme situations, it, it, people often they don't even know what they're capable of. Mm. When yeah,
0: honestly, the the human brain there has so much potential and like power. It's, I don't want to get too deep about it, but like the brain is capable of a lot yeah. of things. But because it's not even about
1: problems. the brain. It's about like what you're ready to do depending on the situation, which is you know, which is crazy and and it's yeah. Because you don't really sit on daily basis and think about those things. But when you do experiments like that, you're like, oh, my God.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a bit of a shock factor. Yeah. Because obviously, uh, killing, um, you know, you have five people that you can save and kill one. Obviously, that's not ideal and it will make you feel like shit. But you're going to save five people and, and you don't have another option. So, yeah, you, you just have to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Psychology is complicated. <laughs> yeah, honestly. More of the story. But anyway, hopefully, you found those interesting. There are many more. There's like this website called, oh, I forgot now, but uh, Philosophy Experiments. And there are loads, loads of experiments. Uh, but for now, we're going to stop with the experiments here because I just don't want to make this video too long and make it boring because, you know, it can become repetitive. And obviously, you have to read scenarios and answers so it's not that interactive Indeed, with those oh, ads <laughs> oh, honestly, <laughs> keep the text. yeah that's that must be something new because before when I was um kind of researching and preparing the podcast I don't remember seeing those ads and I spent a lot of time on the website even earlier today because I want to remind myself about everything that I didn't see ads well surprise 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 surprise. (laughs) um well yeah kind of like kind of to we're coming to the end of the podcast but let's let's spend a few minutes to just talk about you know it's a new year 2024 I feel like this is going to be a positive year and I hope that's not wishful thinking because I really think we need some positivity because the past few years in a personal aspect and also more like the world
0: global perspective
1: yeah it's it hasn't been that positive so um i think we all really need it uh in that sense i wanted to see like i don't want to say uh what are your new year's resolutions because i I hate that but what what are your plans for 24 and what do you want to see kind of happening in your life or what do you want to change do you want to share
0: yeah I mean there's there's a lot I want to (laughs) change to start off with but the main thing the main priority I have for this year is to get into a proper routine and build habits of fitness and taking care of my body because I have now approached the age of quarter-life crisis (laughs) I'm kind of of
1: over that now almost then it's tough but it's, it's good it's good
0: yeah and I'm just like I'm having a few epiphanies here and there but I think it's just it's time I mean there's no better time than the present as people say and I want to really get into a good habit of just it's not like I have to be like a robot and just like at 5 57 p.m i need to do this specific thing and like i need to just have a bit of a structure to my life if i want to kind of advance myself in the future and by and by being able to do
1: that it starts off with your physical and mental well-being how and how they say kind of don't let the, don't let, um, what do they say? The circ, don't let the circumstances define your life, but you kind of grab the reins of life and, um, yeah, yeah just change
0: your circumstances
1: in a way. Or... It's not about changing circumstances, but often people, <coughs> because of daily life, you know, you have to work, you're tired. You Obviously you need to cook. You, there are things that we all need to do to kind of like, have a normal life and survive and often you can get lost in that routine and forget about everything else so you kind of give yourself to the to your the kind of daily life and you and you just go along with it you know I have to eat I have to go to work I need I have to sleep instead of kind of you just let the circumstances control you instead of kind of organizing yourself and kind of putting some structure where you still can do those necessary things, but also decide what to do with your time instead of just kind of wasting it.
0: Yeah. No, that's very true. Like there's always obligations that we're going to have, but at the end of the day, I can't ignore my hobbies and I can't ignore my health. Like yeah. that is that is paramount to me. I need to focus. I mean, this this week I've already been to the gym three times. I'm that's I'm pretty impressed with that
1: yeah yeah that's really good yeah
0: and- I'm trying to like get a structure together like a workout plan and just start doing more home cooking and using these websites that have come up nowadays um I sounds so like behind for technology, but just like different websites of how based on what ingredients you have what recipes mm-hmm. you can make. I actually used a, one of the websites yesterday to make a dish and it was it was pretty tasty it was just like a a different twist on some rice, chicken, and spinach, (laughs) but it was pretty tasty. So yeah, it's just kind of keeping on that momentum as best as I
1: can without burning myself out. Yeah. And, you know, because if you think about it, let's say last year, you weren't very organized. You were, and same for me. I'm always like, oh, you know, I'm tired. I need to like look after myself, which is true because I often push myself too much but not for the right things. That is the problem. I push myself, but not for the right things (coughs) or reasons. And I'm always like, yeah, you know, when I have some free time, I guess, I'm like, yeah, let's just relax. But I'm not even relaxing properly. I'm always doing something. I forgot what I was going to say. I was going to say, isn't it? It's just kind of like in the back of your mind or you always have... Like- yeah, because I'm not doing those things and I'm like, whenever I might have time to do, let's say my hobbies or things to do with like my future plans, I'm like, oh, I'm tired. I'm just going to relax. And I never feel relaxed and I never feel good because at the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, but I didn't do this and that. I never have time. But if I push myself a bit to organize myself, because I've done it, it's not like I've never done it. I know I can do it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, organize myself, then I feel much better, even though maybe I'll have less time to relax and I'll be pushing myself more. It's only in the beginning where you push yourself, like feels like you're pushing yourself. Once you get into those habits, it's natural and you actually feel better and realistically you have more time to relax and feel good about it instead of constantly feeling guilty Mm -hmm. so that's yeah i -hmm. kind of took over you but
0: no it's okay because it's just like about efficiency isn't it yeah Yeah. that's one of
1: the things that i also like is a is a big thing for me this year to finally you know organize myself properly and stick with it not just for a few months and Mm -hmm. lose the reins again (laughs)
0: Yeah, because I think that's something, like, because
1: we've known each other for quite some time now and we've kind of, like... We're very similar and that's why, you know, we've lived together for so long and we're really good friends because, like, we're just really similar.
0: Yeah, like, we we know we can do it. Life is always going to have circumstances that are out of your control. And, yeah, sometimes you're not going to have the best mood and it's fine, like when it feels right to take a step back and actually take care of yourself but
1: yeah yeah of course, of course of course yeah but
0: it's something that's become kind of like a habit to use it as but that's an excuse and that's something that we need to get out yeah but that's the thing yeah. we're
1: not taking care of ourselves that's the that's the difference we think we are but we are not
0: yeah that's what i was gonna say that's that's what is gonna change our perspective of how we actually take care of ourselves when we're not feeling well is that we'll know it's going to be for the right reasons and it it all starts like it all has to start somewhere
1: right yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah oh gosh (laughs) life yeah (laughs) life indeed well yeah thanks for sharing that Mm. um no problem yeah, mine, same thing, how I said uh, I wanna organize myself. I also wanna kind of put myself first. I know this sounds a bit moist, <laughs> sorry for the word, but yeah, a bit of like a cliche. Yeah, I'm gonna put myself first, but like I really mean it cause I just don't do it. Like I've never done it and I don't think I know how to do it exactly, but that's what I wanna learn this year. I really need to like stop with people pleasing. I'm much better than when compared to when I was younger, but still I need to um, kind of fully embrace it and uh, put myself first, Uh, which doesn't mean that I'm gonna forget about everyone else. That's just not possible. That's not how I am, but I'm just too much like, oh, I, you know, kind of caring about the others and forgetting for my, about myself, mm-hmm. but how am I meant to help the people around me when I am destroying myself or not destroying myself, but I am destroyed from <laughs> either myself or, diff- or other things, you know, <laughs> this, this I can't. <coughs> so yeah, that's a big thing working out because I really lately. I'm not doing good with that and I, I, I have to get back to it. That's all I know all my life. I've been a very active person, but since I got my car, since I kind of uh, dived into this routine, day routine, I've kind of forgotten about it. I've always tried and I've, you know, it's not like I've stopped working out for for a long time, but in the past few months, I've really like lost track of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas I want to be a person that's active on a daily basis. Um, and another big thing is just um, focus on my hobbies and uh, activities to do with like my future plans. One of them is this podcast. You know, it was a nightmare to set up everything and actually start recording the episode. But I just love it. <laughs> you know, that's one of the things I love doing. Mm-hmm. Um Last year, especially since summer, I had loads of plants with friends, literally almost every weekend, which is nice. Had some really nice experiences. Obviously, I can't complain. Um, but just didn't have time to relax or focus on other things. So I just want to be careful this year with my plants. And maybe I always I've always thought I don't have FOMO or at least in my in my uh, past few years you know since let's say I came to the UK I wouldn't say or maybe the past three years let's say past three years mm-hmm. I don't I wouldn't say I'm a person that really has FOMO mm-hmm. but maybe I do because without realizing because um, I just say yes to everything even if sometimes I'm like I don't have the energy or I don't think this is like a good idea might be too much I still say yes because I just want to you know enjoy those moments, but at the end of the day we have to be realistic and uh, have the balance you know so I'm just gonna try to like be careful what I say yes to um
0: doing it with within reason basically yeah no I I get that I 100% agree as well about the whole socializing and making sure to like balance out your hobbies and take care of yourself but also still seeing people and it's like that's why it's so paramount to be on top of like physical and mental well-being, because then you'll have more capacity to be there for those moments, even if you're just hanging out with someone for a couple of hours. Because I I like I, at least for myself, when I was younger, I was very antisocial. Like, yeah, I was pretty I was pretty much completely antisocial. Didn't like being around people because that's not what I was used to. Um, and since being in university like these past 6 years like my social capabilities and um yeah my social abilities have changed a lot but last year the latter half of the year was too much <laughs> it was it was great because obviously like we've we've captured those <coughs> moments we've we've captured those moments with our friends and our families and we can look back
1: on it and say, like, we
0: have had good times for the... Yeah, yeah. and
1: obviously it might sound a bit weird that we're complaining that we have too many friends and plans. (laughs) No, that's not what we're saying. We're saying that there's no balance and it can become too much at the expense of your own, like, life. Not life, uh, literally, but, like, your... You know, your well-being, your goals and things you want to do. Because, like, how you said... Um, earlier about um obviously I've enjoyed all of those plans but I can't lie that most of the time at the back of my head I was like, oh no like you know I need to do this and that I could be at home and do this and that or I should have done this mm-hmm. um, so if I am doing my own things, if I have the time to do that then I'll be more present when I have plans with other people without feeling guilty mm-hmm. and fully experiencing enjoying those uh, adventures yes because <laughs> <laughs> it's often an adventure <laughs> yeah yeah. <That's laughs> very true very very true yeah um otherwise i can't think of um anything else that's like major i'm sure they're like small things that um, will come up but basically what I need to do now is um, kind of make a plan and because I have all of those things in my head plans things I want to do things I want to work on kind of for uh, myself but they're just constantly in my head and like I need to sit down and kind of plan it uh, or just write what I want to do what are my goals and things for this year and then make a plan because I need a plan and I feel like is the it's easy to create a plan, but what I struggle with is following the plan.
0: <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. Um sorry to jump in there, but like I I like having some form of routine, but at the same time I like things to be spontaneous. Mm-hmm. So it's like very difficult to stick to a plan. I can't have plans be too rigid. I kind of need to have a general idea. And so long as I kind of, at least for me, like, if I know like what timeframes I have to work with, I can be like, okay, I, this today I want to accomplish maybe this, that, and the other. And then instead of poking it for a particular time slot, I'm just trying to no, get yeah, it through, yeah, the, yeah, done through course. the day. But I get what you mean, like with trying to stick with plans, it's... Yeah, I don't find it easy either.
1: Because <laughs> I'm really good with the spontaneous stuff, but I may, I've may i tried many times to make a plan, but I never stick to it because I'm like, oh, too tired. Oh, this and that. Or like I say, you know, on Monday I'm going to go to the gym and I'm like, oh, tired. I'm going to go tomorrow, but then tomorrow I'm tired. again. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to go on Wednesday. Yeah. But that's the thing. Once in a while I can be like, okay, today I'm tired. I'm just going to skip it. I really need the time for myself, but I can't do that. All the time, <laughs> so that's the thing to like learn to stick to the plans. Yeah, yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah,
1: I do agree. But yeah, um I guess these are our <laughs> New Year's resolutions. We're just gonna stop the episode here, so it doesn't get too long. Because I was aiming for thirty minutes episode or round, but it's gonna be around an hour. Obviously, there's some editing to do. So we'll see how it goes, but. I hope you enjoy this episode. Yes. And I genuinely, genuinely hope that we'll be back soon with another episode. I genuinely hope it's in a few weeks, not in a few months. <laughs> cheers to that. <laughs> cheers to that. And um, cheers to a, an amazing year. I hope everyone is really happy this year, manages to accomplish all of their goals and not only goals, but anything else that they want to accomplish or do. And just, you know, just be happy. I just hope everyone's happy. Okay, so the camera just stopped, uh, didn't allow me to finish. I don't know where exactly stopped, but basically what I was saying is, I just hope everyone's happy this year, any other year as well, but obviously we're focusing on 24. So I just really wish all of you a lot of happiness, health, um, and you know, at the end of the day, We're here to just live through this experience. Nothing is that serious. And I know that it's easier said than done, kind of. And I know sometimes it can be difficult, but just remind yourself that even the worst moments, they will go away. Happier moments will come. It's difficult. You have to keep fighting. We will have to keep fighting and just, Enjoy as much as we can. Well said. Very well said. <laughs> Is it empty? Oh well, it's it's not good luck to be empty, so I'm just gonna okay. finish this. Yeah, you do it. <laughs> <laughs> just stop. See ya. Yeah, you can stop it now. <laughs>